one thing people have got to understand is there's good business people, there's bad business people, and then there's people that don't know better. There's good salespeople, there's bad salespeople, and there's salespeople that don't know better. The thing that I run into is when you get a combination of a good sales guy and a good business owner, that can be a very dangerous place for a sharer to do business with. And the reason being is they know how to get what they want and need and take advantage of people. But in their eyes, that's not taking advantage of people because they know very well that it's a business decision that you chose to share with them. So, so it's, it's unfortunate, but it's business. And that's why I tell everybody never say yes right then and there, because it's an emotional buy. Take a step back. And one countermeasure you can always deploy is ask yourself, how does this fit with the vision of my business? Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode 616. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and today, before you even jump in, I want to give you a heads up that you might want to save this episode if you have kids in the car, if you're listening to it on, you know, non-speaker. How do you, how do I properly pronounce or say that, Donnie? Um, Make sure you get your headphones on. (laughs) Yes, make sure you have your headphones on today because I offer absolutely zero guarantee that there will be no cuss words in today's episode. I'll do my best. And well, hey, we've already given them the warning, so they might as well either just fast forward to the next one and come back or just put the headphones on. Because if we take that out, like you're not going to get the full feel of today's episode. Right. Listeners, you know, this is traditional, typically, I should say, typically a a swear word free zone. But I have to tell you, I don't think I've ever confessed on the podcast that although I'm a Christian, I do cuss a lot. I know. I hope I don't get any answers. How dare you? I know. Well, it's my husband's fault. He's an Air Force vet. I mean, and you're <laughs> a Marine, so it you're works. A Marine, so you understand. But without further ado, I just want to let you know that today's guest is Donnie Bovine. And we have just, well, what was it? Like only two weeks ago that we hopped on to a one-on-one Skype call just to, yeah. us to see what was going on and, and all that. But listeners, I have to share with you and then I'll actually let Donnie talk because what's the point in a one-sided conversation <laughs> the week before I had actually joined his Facebook group, which we'll be talking about, I'm sure. But without even thinking, I fill out the form that you're asked to fill out and just put in my answers. I'll get to the point in just a second. And the next day I'm approved or maybe even later that day, and within a little bit, I get a welcome email. And I was like, that's great. That's awesome. Well, I had a lot going on. I didn't really think about it. You know, I do email marketing and I, I just didn't think about it. Next day, I get another email. Maybe it was a couple of days later. And all of a sudden, it just struck me. He put me into his email funnel. <laughs> that was the first thought. And the second thought is, damn, that's a good idea. Why haven't I been doing that? 
So if you don't know, I have a very large, I mean, we're going to hit 40,000 members today, Donnie, today. Wow. That is so impressive. Virtual assistant group on Facebook. And immediately, as soon as I figured out what Donnie had done to me, I went and implemented it into my group. And I've been growing my list by 100 people a day for free since then. But now that I've talked your ears off, Donnie, take over. <laughs> Thank you, dear. Yeah, Kim, I'm actually really excited to be on here with you. It's been a lot of fun getting to know you more and diving into your world. But the, the, the two-second overview of me is, yeah, I'm a podcaster. I host a show called Success Champions where I get to have fun interviewing, you know, known people, household names, down to people you've never heard before about their journey, their life, their story, and what they've done. You know, my background is 20 years in the sales game with straight commission that entire ride for anybody who doesn't understand what that means is, is I never had a guaranteed paycheck. So if we wanted to buy groceries, I had to go sell something. Um, I spent the last eight years of that as a national sales trainer and I spoke in front of very large audiences and now I run the company Success Champions. It's named after the podcast. We started a Facebook group that is formed by the fans and listeners of the show. And I'm very proud of it. It's one of the most highly engaged Facebook groups that I've ever been a privilege to be a part of. Over 90% engagement from the members in there. And I do a lot of speaking. I, I help a lot of small business owners you know, get out of their own way. And flip that script to become the business owner they sent out to to be and actually get them to build that business they thought they were going to have when they made the big leap to get out on their own. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been one hell of a journey. Um, and I love telling people that I'm, I'm not where I thought I was going to be. Because where I was going to be was a fictitious thought and something that wasn't capable of being doing but here we are and we're having a lot of fun and changing lives and going big as hell and see how much bigger we can go mm, i love it yeah i just had to talk i i, I need to kiss your butt just for a second <laughs> so i have to say that our first call donnie and my first call he told me the shit i needed to hear <laughs> See, I just opened the door to swearing. Okay. I think you, you know, open this door and yep. Yep. I didn't want to, you know, restrain you any longer. So <laughs> I, I shared with Donnie a little bit of what's going on and listeners. You have heard the story because you know, I'm very transparent, but I, 2019 has been a very, very, very heavy learning year for me of things that I will not accept, tolerate, or do in the future. And I told Donnie what was going on. And he's like, this is the same shit I heard six months ago. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I said. <laughs> He's like, what are you going to do different? And I realized, oh my gosh, this is the same shit I said six months ago. What am I going to do? And it, it was just a huge thing. And then I realized I was looking and this is another thing you're going to get tired of hearing listeners is about chronic idea disorder and how I'm going for a 100. I'm going for 100% in every single project that I'm working on right now. And I don't move on to the next one until I hit it. But this is where you really need to turn off if the kids are listening. But I was sharing with Donnie that <laughs> it felt a little bit like unfulfilling sex. Because all these unfinished projects, I never 
hit the big O, you know, like it, it never got to the point where I could earn money off of them or celebrate a win or do anything because I hadn't gotten there. And maybe you didn't say it, but maybe you did is why not? What's stopping you? Just go already. Just go. Yeah. You know, what's interesting for me is, is your story is so similar to a lot of entrepreneurs, right? So, so somewhere along the journey, people get this idea they're going to jump out and they're going to start their own badass business and, you know, take on the world. But as they're going out, you know, they, they've spent so much time doing stuff versus building a business. It, you get lost in the mundanity of, of stuff and you get lost in the minutia of doing shit that, that you don't feel like you're progressing forward. But at the end of every day, you have two thoughts that are running through your head. And thought number one is, wow, that was a lot of stuff I did today. I really worked my ass off. The second thought is, holy shit, I didn't do anything to grow my business. Right. And, and so people are constantly in this churn and that's where you were at is you had this flurry of freaking activity, right? You had all this shit going on in your business. And if anybody were not tied into your revenue streams and everything else, it looked like you were running one hell of a very successful business and sitting on top of the world. What happens a lot of times with a lot of business owners is you start pulling back the layers, you start seeing the real story. It's, and it goes back to kind of that phrase that you hear all the time that there's social media millionaires and then you get to really see what they're like, you know, because what people see in, in social media, your life, your world, your everything else, that's all the sunshine and rainbow shit, right? That's all the stuff that, you know, you want people to think and see about you. But the problem is, is, is most people's real lives are shit because they're absolute chaos of what they're doing in their business. So for you, it was so fun to simply say, Kim, pull your head out of your ass, right? Let's change yep. and pivot directions and let's go build the business. And dude, what, two weeks and you're blowing the hell up. I mean, it's the, the, the quick change. And that's, that's what I love about what I do. And I don't like being called a coach or consultant or anything like that. I just, you know, I'm a guy that, you know, I really feel like anytime somebody get done speaking with me, you should want to run straight through a brick wall and then keep on running, you know, and it, it, it's, it's, it's fun because I get to be the outside kind of third party of somebody. And only thing that I'm explaining to people is the shit that I had to go through in my own business. And I, I tell people, I can't take you beyond where I've been, but I can damn sure tell you about all the shit I fucked up along the way. And, and now, you know, this is where I can see you're at in your business. Cool. Let's recognize it because taking ownership of that moment is huge. Right. And now let's pivot. Let's start changing your mindset, become that business owner and keep plowing and moving forward. Which, which you've done very well. Hmm. Thank you. I, I want to expand about what I shared earlier with the email for anybody who has a Facebook group. There are no required questions. <laughs> like you can't say, you can't tell Facebook that they can't submit this form until they answer this question. So you're going to get people who don't answer the questions. But what I did was, and I don't know if you did this on yours, Donnie, but I asked a segmentation question, which Donnie knows about. I asked people joining the group, are you a virtual assistant, a client, or both? 
because there are virtual assistants who are growing their agency. And then I ask them for their email address and I use Infusionsoft. So when they answer all the questions, I tag them, I put their email in, well, reverse order that. And now they go into an email sequence, which starts with a lot of value-driven, like no selling stuff, which I noticed that you do too, Donnie. And then mm-hmm. eventually grows into the, how can I support you and you pay me? Yes. You know, what's interesting is, so I have a guy named Kevin who uh, does all, because we use Entreport. And so for all my Entreport stuff, Kevin handles all of that. And he found a program, I think it's called uh, FB Admin. And it automates that entrance sequence. So if somebody, you know, goes through and they fill out the questions, so like my questions are, do you agree not to be an asshole? Um, you know, you know, what's your email and what's the number one thing holding you back? So that's our segmentation question. And what we're doing is that that automation sequence then goes to a Google sheet that then goes to Entreport and puts them into their specific categories based on their, their answers. And that puts them into different feeds. But that, that segmentation question for us is huge because what it allows us to do is figure out what's our next content coming up. So, you know, we've launched a mastermind, we've launched a course, a bunch of freemiums and some giveaways, but they're all based off of that entrance sequence you know, so we we did a whole freemium of, and if you don't know what a freemium is, it's a free giveaway that leads to something else, usually a purchase down the road. But uh, it, the number one response that we found from the segmentation was, you know, people were struggling with that entrepreneur time management, right? So as an employee, you know, you're, you're, told when to come to work, when to go home, you know, and you're given sort of parameters, but as a business owner, there is no parameters, right? There's no more clock. There's no 24 seven. I mean, it's just work, you know, and I'm not, I'm not the hustle guy, right? I'm not the, you know, work 20 hours a day until you put yourself in a hospital guy. I, but I do know that as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, whatever, virtual assistant, whatever you want to look at the business, never going to go away you're always going to be thinking about it. And you're always going to be churning in it. And what we kept finding was people were struggling with, with time management. So um, we played around with a couple of titles and did some testing with it. And we ultimately landed on, you know, uh, I think it's five tips to not work while you're with the family. Um, and then wow. that's the giveaway that we're giving away now. And we've got going into sequences, but it all comes from, you know, those stupid three questions that Facebook allows you to do. And by putting those questions right, it's, it's really, really helped us transform and launch, you know, these different various things all the way down to the magazine we're launching, you know, all come based off of some of it from the interaction from the group, but some, a lot of it from those, those three questions at the beginning. Now I feel sort of bad because I think the way that I answered the question was myself. <laughs> Oh, no, don't worry. I get that all the time. Really? I, yeah, absolutely. And um, what you'll find is a lot of people do that because they know that they're their own worst enemy, right? They don't, they don't know how to, as people love it, I say it this way, they just don't know how to get out of their own damn way. Yep. Right? So, so they, we get them put into a different segment because a lot of those folks are going to end up at, you know, geared towards more of my coaches, my coaching courses where there's some pre-recorded videos, but I have a private Facebook group where I go in and teach once a month and we focus a lot on the mindset side of things. 
Hmm. Um, and then, you know, depending on, you know, if their level of business, I mean, cause I've got a couple, you know, uh, the group's only 650 members. It's not a huge group. Um, but you know, it's, it's such a variety of multimillionaires, um, down to your small business owners. And I think people have asked me how I've been able to get such a diverse crowd and, I don't know. I'm just a guy that gives it all away. I, I mean, if you eventually want to do business with me, you'll raise your hand. We'll have a conversation. And if you don't want to do business with me after we have a conversation, cool. Right. If you do cool. And we keep moving forward. Um, so we've created programs to handle all those different levels of people um, and, and various things. And, you know, down to like the masterminds. What some people like about the masterminds is you're not sitting in there with a bunch of business owners at your level. You're sitting in there with business owners that are running multi-million dollar corporations down to people who are just beyond the startup. Um, and that allows them to get all kinds of dynamics. But that's been the vision of my company since I launched this beast. Where's most of your time being spent in your business? I mean, how much one-on-one work are you doing? Are you doing any versus group or evergreen. So I do, I do do one on one, but it's in a very unique niche, um, and it's fun. I don't, I don't really push it much out in the marketplace. But most of my one on one work actually comes consulting on podcasts, um, and I help a lot of companies, corporations launch shows, and I just stay behind the scenes. Like we're launching a show right now called Sales Throwdown. And, you know, it's four people that if they, people have ever seen the disc personality profile, there's a, a D and I and S and a C and each one of them are going to be talking about sales from the different personality traits. Um, so that's a lot of fun. So I do a lot of consulting there and that's, that's the one-on-one work if you want to call it that. Um, but the rest of the time is all spent in public speaking and doing a lot of things in group activities because, when I launched my business, I was doing one-on-one coaching and I don't care who you are as a coach. One-on-one coaching is not a scalable model. At least it wasn't for me. Oh no, I, I have to totally agree with you. I can't do more than I am doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's, it, there's only so many hours in the day and I don't care who you are. I mean, when I was starting out, there, there was days I would do like nine back-to-back coaching calls. You want to be talking about nauseous by the end of the day, because you're so inundated with doing, and, and when you're coaching like that, you've got to be on. I mean, there, there's no, Hey, I'm just don't feel it today, you know, because these people are paying you and they're, and if you're paying somebody to coach, you're paying for results. I don't give a shit what anybody else says they can do for you. You're paying for results. And, and man, if you're not on, I mean, and that's why, you know, with my coaching model, it was, Hey, I don't have contracts. If we're going to do coaching, now I do for the masterminds, I do for the courses, but for you know one-on-one coaching, I didn't have contracts because, you know, my belief was any coach that doesn't, you know, that wants somebody to stay with them for three or four years isn't really a coach. And the reason I say that is your job is to coach them beyond your skill set. Your oh, job you. is to get them to success, not for them to pay your fucking bills. Mm. <laughs> And, and unfortunately, a lot of people want to inundate these people with these long ass contracts and, and all this stuff. And the truth is, is because they don't know how to sell. They don't know how to scale. They don't know how to grow their business. So they're in a desperation move trying to lock people into these long contracts. I found it had more success when I walked up to somebody and said, hey, you want private coaching. It's $2,500 a month. We go month to month. 
if you look at me at the end of this month and you say, hey, you've gotten nothing out of it, we're done. It's over. If you look at me and say, Donnie, I've got so much on my plate because what I work together, we're done. Cool. If you look at me and say, Donnie, I love it. Let's go another round. We go another round. And, and what that did is it forced me to level up my coaching every time because now I had to bring my A game to every freaking session because if I didn't, I was going to lose a client. And, but same token, I had so many clients going that I could not physically and mentally keep up with it. So that's what became, you know, started doing, uh, the masterminds and started, you know, expanding out into the courses and stuff because, especially the courses, I can go in the courses now and because of the private Facebook groups and stuff and do a live training in there and we run a poll in there and the polls got a whole bunch of different topics and, you know, people, you know, go in and select, you know, or they vote on the poll and whatever one rises to the top is the topic we'll cover that week. And I tell everybody, I'm not the guru. I'm not the guy that knows all this stuff. Only thing that I'm going to teach you in each one of these is the shit that I've been through and my knowledge of it. And there's times I've brought in outside experts that know things better than I do. But in doing that group training, which I did right before this interview, is I was literally I was doing a group training on how to flip from employee to you know entrepreneur mindset and the eight things you can do with that. But but in going through that, I'm constantly using my story of where I was getting punched in the face by life, screwing things up. And how I had to transition through. And I think most people like that because it's very relatable. I'm not trying to be Moses on a hillside throwing, you know, commandments down at you. And because one of my things from going from employee to entrepreneur is you got to throw out any sort of rule book, right? There is no right. rules. Huh. You know. Absolutely no rules. I love that you had the no contract. I mean, do you still have that? Do you do it yeah. at all? Okay, because, I mean, I, I just got to put this out there, and this coach could very well be listening, but I signed up for coaching with somebody who also, I bought their book, and I got more out of the book for $10 than I did out of the coaching for seven to 10000 and I only stayed in the coaching for four months, but the coach, stood, uh, you know, had the contract, and I did pay half of what I had contracted for but that was because we had an agreement you know I, look this was not working for me the coach would come on and talk more about themselves look i'm being very careful to be gender non-specific here <laughs> would spend 45 minutes talking about themselves and what was going on in their life mm -hmm. and then i would get maybe 15 minutes maybe and i made absolutely no progress through four months of coaching yeah. but it was like i needed more guidance and i needed a kick in the butt i i don't need fluffy coaching don't be afraid to hurt my feelings because that's what i need to keep the fire lit this is not the kim of positive productivity that's <laughs> but seriously like i bring out the best in people it's, it's perfect <laughs> when i don't get something done ask me why the hell i didn't get it done and i can yeah. probably come up with 18 different excuses and most of the time it's because I decided to do this, 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 and this instead. But I'm I'm I've been really awesome about sticking to my hundreds lately. But yeah, fluffy coaching. I know there's some people who need it, not me. Well, you know, and here's what I've found is there's a lot of coaches. There's a lot of coaches that shouldn't be coaches. And what I found most about coaches is most of the time is they're just unemployable people. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, they were probably disgruntled salespeople that couldn't hit their numbers. Um, they are disgruntled employees that are no longer hireable. Very few people that wear the coach moniker can actually get people where they want to go. I think the one thing that saved my butt and helped me figure out how to get people to where they need to go was the eight years being a sales trainer. You know, I was training small, medium-sized businesses. And when they'd come in and they were investing thousands, in some cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars to do sales training, I had to get ROI. I had to get results quickly. And I couldn't stand in front of the room and drop accolades and get results. I had to teach these people how to full-on sell. And so, and deal with people that were rock star salespeople to people that were your middle to help the company figure out, is this person, you know, trainable? Can we save them? Or is this person, you know, somebody we need to get rid of and find somebody else in the seat and, and knowing that they were going to do a lot of what I recommended. So I had to go in and actually teach concepts and ideas and, and teach them processes and how to sell. So I think when I jumped over to my own business, a lot of that came with me because you know, there's nothing worse than going to hear somebody speak or watching a web. And this is my biggest pet peeve right now is watching a webinar where the webinar is 40 minutes of them talking about their shit, you know, their, their story, their family, this, that, and the other. And then they give you five minutes at the end of some little nugget, you know, come in and teach people, right. Come in and, and deliver, and I learned this and also through another way is uh, early on in my sales career, I was working on becoming a partner in the training company and I went and saw this guy speak and he was speaking on social media and the guy's name was Fred and he goes, all right, guys, this is a 90 minute workshop. I'm Fred. I do social media. Get out your pen and papers, paper. Let's go. And this dude took us and this was like 10 years ago and he was taking us through everything social media. I mean, he broke it all down. Big Bird stop. everything you need to do. And my hand was hurting writing so many freaking notes because he was giving away the farm. And I walked up to Fred afterwards and I said, Fred, you're an idiot. And he looked at me and goes, why am I an idiot? I'm like, you just fucking taught everything that you sell. You literally taught me everything I need to do in my business to make it successful. Every piece of it. I mean, I don't feel like you left anything out. He goes, no, I didn't. If you do that, you will find success in social media and your business. I'm like, I don't need you. I'm going to go back and implement all this. His response is he laughed and said, I'll talk to you in a week. Really? Yep. I went and he wasn't wrong. Dude, I walked back to my business, sat down with my later to be business partner and said, here's what we're going to do. We both dialed in. We made it about three days before I called Fred up and hired him. And the reason was he did teach us everything. What he didn't tell us is how much fucking work it was going to be to do all the things that needed to be done. And it was one of the greatest training lessons I've ever gotten in my life is look in this day and age, you can find anything that you want to do with a Google search or YouTube period. I taught myself how to podcast through YouTube, right? Me too. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, you can learn anything, right? So there's no point in hiding and not teaching your stuff in your lives and your, 
you know, coaching. I mean, every night I do what's called the champions happy hour in my group and I'm flat out teaching everything that I know. Right. And, and, you know, I've got people ask me, you know, why do you give away so much? And I'm like, because if they want to do business with me, cool. If they don't, I hope they find success in whatever they're doing, but more people raise their hand and say, Hey, let's figure this out because I teach them all. Um, and I give it all away. And I'm not the guru that's going to take them 90% of the way without giving them the golden goose. Like we see so many times that a lot of these stupid ass seminars and stuff that you go to, you know, you flat out teach everything, give it all away and then watch them come to you. It's, it's crazy to me, but I think that's where I've found success in coaching and, and running the business and everything else. Oh my gosh. I love what you just said that you're not going to take them 90% of the way without teaching them the whole thing. I signed up for a program earlier this year. It was a week part, a week sign up on my on my part. Got the immediate upsell to join the higher level community, you know, mm-hmm. quote, higher level community. I'm not going to name any names here. Um, <laughs> but because there was this special bonus video training that we would all receive and it was promising results. Well, so I signed up. I, I watched the training and I immediately want to puke I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> because it wasn't actually a, a training. It was a full out sales video trying mm-hmm. to upsell us to another training. Yeah. And, yep. it, and it wasn't anything I wanted to do. And I emailed them. I was like, look, if you had said, okay, I'm just going to put it right out there. I'm not mentioning the person's name, but I'm going to mention what the sales video is about. It was how to make significant money in real estate investing. Mm. It was like, if you had said that this bonus was about how to make money doing real estate investing, I wouldn't have signed up because I have no interest in going there right now. And I think it's false advertising because you know, you didn't say that it was another program that we need to buy to get that money. You said it was a bonus training, but it was really another sales pitch. I think that's just all out dirty marketing to me. I agree. And, you know, and unfortunately in the realm of conferences, seminars, all that kind of stuff, they know that they can prey on people's biggest fears and people's biggest fears are they're not going to have enough money um, they're not going to have enough freedom um, or they're not going to be able to take care of their family, right? Those are usually the biggest thing. So when what they do is they spend a lot of time getting you to start nodding your head when they're talking about, you know, um, you want this particular freedom, you want to make this kind of money and do all, and, and they get people in this state of mind that makes them want to believe the unbelievable, right? Because now looking back on that course, I bet if you were to look at it all, you're going to look at it and go, well, that was stupid. I, I, I should have saw that coming based off of this. But they know how to get people very emotionally involved and invested in their programs and stuff. That's why I tell everybody that you've got to go into every seminar, workshop, everything with a learner's ability who is skeptical as hell. Right, because it's the yep. only way to go learn something and stay unemotionally attached to the outcome. And I, you know, I tell everybody before don't buy there and then at their seminars or workshops and everything else. 
wait till a day or two and see if your emotional vibe is still there. Mm. Don't buy on the emotional high because that's where you get yourself in trouble. You know, um, I do webinars. Like I got a webinar coming up. It's a week of recordings. I got a webinar coming up this Friday where I'm getting people prepped to, if they want to come to the mastermind, I'm sorry, not this Friday, next Friday, um, uh, prep for the mastermind. And I tell everybody, I'm going to flat out teach. And I, and I start off the webinar with, there's going to be an offer. I am going to try and sell you into the mastermind at the end of this. Mm. And then I'm like, okay, we're going to learn. We're going to teach. Let's go. And, and then I'm going to teach, you know, different concepts and things that they better have ready for their business and be able to find success because I want to make sure they're a good fit for the seminar. It's not about me just selling the seminar. It's I'm pairing them up with nine other business owners and I got to make sure that they're mentally ready to take on that challenge with the other business owners. And even though I make an offer at the end of it, most of my people sign up two or three days later. Um, and it's because I want them to go out and implement and test and do the shit that that they're learning in that process. So it's not just because if somebody makes a bad buy, it doesn't only affect them, especially in a mastermind situation. It affects everybody in that mastermind Mm -hmm. because they're going to get bitter. Right. And then a tough call is going to be made by me or my teammates or whatever of, of, Hey, you know, we're going to have to ask this person to leave, you know, or whatever, because, you can tell they got that bitter beer face going and, you know, are not happy about their decision because they made an emotional purchase. So if a company is doing proper and the right things, then they're evaluating as hard as the individual should be evaluating them. Hey there, my friend. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. I wanted to take a quick moment to invite you to join the Work Smarter, Not Harder Challenge. Over the course of 30 days, these free, yes, free, short videos will teach you a few of the systems and strategies I set up in my business so I can get away from my computer and back to the people I love. I invite you to sign up now at WorkSmarterNotHarderChallenge.com. Again, you can sign up at WorkSmarterNotHarderChallenge.com. So I have a question for you then. I know you're preparing a to do a live event. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have people who sell from stage? At your no, home? no, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Um, uh, I will. I found a style when I was doing sales training that I absolutely loved. I will allow other speakers to come and have a booth. And here's the trick is you'll come on stage to teach. I don't do this, you know, selling from stage shit um, that you see out there. Now, there is a proper way to sell from stage. Don't get me wrong, right? But it's going to be be come, teach, give away the farm, tell them everything. If you want a show special, tell them to come back and see you at the, at the booth. That, that's totally fine. But come and teach. Um, if you see a lot of the, the big-name speakers right now um, – you know, from the Gary V's, the Kiyosaki's, to Ty Lopez, to Grant Cardone, Zed Milets, all these guys. It, it's not as bad, but but a lot of these guys that are out there right now, it's it's a hundred percent sell from stage. Like Gary V, and I love a lot of Gary's material. Right now, he's getting bashed on social media because of his speaking engagements, because people are coming to hear Gary speak, and it's an all day pitch fest 
And then they get 35, maybe 40 minutes of Gary Vee on, on the stage at the end. And that's the kind of big model right now that everybody's running with is this whole, let me grab a known name or person to draw the crowd. And then they make their money by selling all the stuff on the front end all the way up until you get Gary Vee, who's not selling them anything, mm. you know? So I really, really despise that model. I would rather, you know, people pay a honest fee to get into the event, right? Cause you've got to cover cost, right? Those right. events are not cheap to put on. Um, so you got to cover costs. So do a, a, a fee to cover costs. And if people can't fly in, be able to let them watch them virtually. I a hundred percent love that. And then come in and teach. But, but knowing that in that teaching moment that there's going to be so much knowledge driven into them that they're not going to be able to implement everything. And when they're going to be able to look at their notes and go, okay, I can't do this. I need somebody to help me with that. Boom. Maybe that you're the solution or there's a solution or whatever else. Right. But it's about teaching. It's about giving. It's about helping them get where they want to go. Not just making a buck. If that makes sense. No, it absolutely makes sense. And I'm going to be speaking in October at She Podcast Live in Atlanta. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm my 45 minutes is about uh, Pinterest for podcasters. Mm. And I was trying to figure out how to fit it all in. But if I try to quote fit it all in, I'm going to be speeding through it so fast that people aren't going to get it at all. Like I want to slow it down just one little fraction and be able to give them the best value and the best, you know, teaching experience that I can and leave that door open that if they have questions and if they want to hire somebody from my team in the future that they can, but I don't need to give them everything. I need to give them all that I can to get started in the best quality possible in that 45 minutes. 100%. That's it is, is give them what you can, right? Um, Give them what will make them find success. Mm -hmm. You know, I did a, I want, you know, I got sucked into a Facebook ad once upon a time and this ad was like, you know, how to increase your followers or something. And I did what they told me to do and bam, dude, it did everything they said it was going to do. But then there was this massive upsell to the next stage to tell you what to do with all of them. Right. And, and to do next, but you had to make this massive purchase to make that happen. So I left the situation feeling like I gotten screwed on this deal because now I had all these people and I didn't know what to do with them. Now I later learned how to do some things with them and, and a lot of them weren't good fits for my business. It didn't fit my brand. It didn't fit my message, you know? So you know, luckily, um, a lot of them self-qualified out of the system. But um, uh, in doing that, when you're fully teaching people, very few people have the time and patience to sit down and YouTube their way to success. That can be done, right? We both did it with our podcast. Yep. But but most people want enough knowledge to be dangerous and then pay somebody else to do it. Mm-hmm. And the only time that runs into a problem is when they're such a small business, they can't afford to pay somebody to do it. And people ask me all the time, they're like, Donnie, you talk about outsourcing all this stuff. Like I outsource my Pinterest, right? I don't, I don't do anything with Pinterest. It's completely outsourced. You know, I outsource a lot of my Instagram. Facebook is all me, but you know, I outsource a lot. Of, I outsource all my automation stuff. because I don't want to. 
I can tell you that early on in my business, I couldn't afford to pay those people for the outsource. No way in hell. But I could trade. I could barter, right? I could find unique ways to get business done. And what I found is a lot of times finding somebody who's as hungry as you are to be successful in business and finding that right barter or that right trade is an amazing combination. Um, luckily for me, I traded a lot of coaching early on, uh, which, which helped out tremendously. But, you know, though there's always an answer. You just got to be willing to sacrifice something to get through to the result you want. So I'm, I do understand the benefits of barter, but I feel as though, and, and I'm not saying at all that I was not responsible for this. I feel as though I got the short end of the stick on more than several occasions of bartering. Mm -hmm. Me too. And I, I don't consider it anymore. Well, here's the trick. I, I can 100% tell you that if you can't from those bad relationships put parameters on your next barter, then don't do it. So like when I first went into bartering, you know, for trading, if you will, for, for different services, I did a lot of dump and run, right? I mean, I remember I hired this one VA, amazing company, amazing woman, amazing gal. And she came over to help me with a part of the podcast and, you know, set everything up. And I literally went, okay, this is all yours. And like walked away. Like I threw a grenade over the wall. Um, and, and it failed miserably and we ended up separating parting ways, but it was a hundred percent my fault. And it was the first lesson that I learned that if I don't lay out guidelines for what success in this trade is and what failure in this trade is, right. And set those guidelines, then it's doomed to fail. And the problem is, is most people go into barter and trade situations and they're going into it very gentle. Okay, you're going to do this. I'm going to do this. And let's see what happens. Well, that's destined to fail. But if you go into it and say, okay, here's our benchmarks. Here's what we're trying to get to. This is what I'm going to do. And we should get here. This is what you're going to do. And we get here. If we both hit this, that's success. We continue moving forward. Mm -hmm. If we don't get to these milestones, it's over. Relationships over. It didn't work. Mm -hmm. And what you find is if you go into a strong business conversation relationship, partners can work really, really well, but you can't go into them without knowing what a win or a loss is. Mm. That's a really, wow. Okay. Well, you may have just reopened the doors because the reason why I was particularly sour <laughs> two minutes ago is because <laughs> <laughs> two minutes ago. Um, well, I'm, I'm a sharer, you know that. Yep. Yep. And, there have been points where my sharing has been taken advantage of 100%. And to be totally honest, I am working my way out of one of those right now. It, and it's not, I hate to say this. I mean, I, I schooled my children when they say it, but it's not fair. But at that point, like that was also my responsibility to realize, do you really want to do this? Because you know, your values more. But at that point I felt so desperate I was like, okay, what other option? I didn't see any other option. That's one of those points where I should have just stepped back and waited three days and been like, okay, is it really worth this? Is it really worth this? Yeah, because one thing people have got to understand is there's good business people, there's bad business people, and then there's people that don't know better. 
there's good salespeople, there's bad salespeople, and there's salespeople that don't know better. The thing that I run into is when you get a combination of a good sales guy and a good business owner, that can be a very dangerous place for a sharer to do business with. And yep. the reason being is they know how to get what they want and need and take advantage of people. But in their eyes, that's not taking advantage of people because they know very well that it's a business decision that you chose to share with them. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's unfortunate, but it's business. And that's why I tell everybody never say yes right then and there because it's an emotional buy. Take a step back. And one countermeasure you can always deploy is ask yourself, how does this fit with the vision of my business? Mm. Where's my business going and how does this help me get to my vision? If you have to justify the response, then take that response to somebody else and ask them. Mm. And then if you feel like you have to sell somebody else on the idea that it's a good trade, it's probably not. That's gold right there. Because good trades should very be simply black and white. And when you show it to somebody else, they're like, yeah, absolutely. I do that. Yeah. Right. But, but when you feel like you really have to sell them on it, like I've had trades in the past that I look back on and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? It was such an emotional move. But I also know that I didn't ask anybody else about it because looking back on it, I mentally knew if I asked somebody else, they'd tell me I was an idiot for even thinking about it. Oh my gosh. That has been me on multiple occasions. Right. Right. I mean, my, okay. So I have bartered three times for coaching in return for Infusionsoft services First time I have to say I was the slacky there. I Mm. had too much going on. I was saying yes to too many people. I was charging too little. I had to take more people. I mean, that was just bad from the start. Second time I had already, I had increased my hourly rate, but I found out that, I mean, here's the bad part about working behind the scenes. Like (laughs) when you're working for your coach, building out their marketing automation and you can see that what they're selling to their people isn't what they're really about. (laughs) I'm like, are you kidding me? You're teaching me how to build a multiple six figure business and you can't even pay your rent. Right. And then, yeah. And then I'll just leave it there. That was the first two. (laughs) We won't talk about the third, Um, but wow. So I just want to put one more thing in there. I mean, we've both been to a lot of events, not going to name any events here, but what I noticed, like even the best events where there are people speaking from stage, but there's a lot of stuff being taught during those three days. What I've noticed is first off, the the people just need to go and implement the, the quote free stuff that they learned with their ticket purchase. Yep. Because, and then at a recent event I was at, if there could be a wink, wink in podcasting, here it is. Um, <laughs> you know, there's an additional add-on that sold as this would complement this that we're selling here really well. But until they do part one, actually part zero that's being taught at the conference so that they can do part one that's being sold, they can't even do part two. It's like, just no, just no. I mean, I was even eyeing it, but I was like, no, Kim, no, 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 no. And I'm so glad that I had a big no. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and here's here's the, the simple thing, and I love you said it already, is 
do the free stuff, do what they teach you out the gate. Because when you buy something and you don't have enough knowledge of it, it's doomed for failure. So anytime that I've bought a social media program, an automation program, a funnel program and everything else, I bought them all on emotionally triggered things, especially early in my business when my business wasn't doing very well because it is what it is. It was a hail Mary pass, right? You're like, this is that thing that I need. It's going to set my business to that next level. And when you do that, you don't have enough working knowledge of your business as a whole to be able to make any of those purchase successful endeavors. I mean, it all goes back to you got to have the foundational stuff in place or you're going to be buying these programs and systems and everything else and, and be all over the map. Um, Cause trust me, I had so many funnel builders, Facebook ad courses, uh, you know, Instagram things, you know, anything you could think of early in my business as somebody said it could do X, man, I was on it because that was going to be my next, that was going to be the answer. The answer is never a program, a software, everything else. Mindset's always the answer. Mm. It's always about going back to you, understanding where your vision is, understanding where you're going, making sure your foundation's right, and then making sure everything aligns with that vision. And it allows you to get there to go because anytime in my business, when I've done an offshoot, of my main vision and my main vision, just so people know is I want to touch 10,000 lives that will help a hundred people each. That's it because that gives me to my million people, right? So, so I want to be able to hit 10,000 lives, allow them to go hit a hundred people each, help people get out of their own way. And then I get to my million lives, right? That's, that's, that's simple. My vision is anytime that I have derailed from that vision, that endeavor has failed miserably. Because I got off track and went and made an emotional decision to go a different route because either I was in a financial crunch or I was in a emotional crunch, something, and I made a choice that did not align with the vision of my business, vision of my life. I love that you say that because every time I've made a decision based upon the financial crunch, it's come up and bit me in the butt. Yeah. Yep. It always will. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. What it okay, so you already said mindset, but what is the one common quality that you see the quote successful seven figure entrepreneurs possess? They don't give a shit. And what I mean is they don't care what outside opinions, influences, or thoughts are. Um I know for a fact that the Number two thing that's holding everybody back from getting the life they want is the opinions of other people. They don't do go live on Facebook because they're worried about what somebody else thinks. They don't go do sales because they're worried about the person across the table from them is going to say to them. They don't do public speaking because they're so scared of what people will, will think of them about them, who they are. They won't do bigger and more crazy things in their business because their family thinks they're nuts already and don't understand what they're doing. It's mindset's the first answer, right? Cause mindset's always the answer. Number two is they literally just don't give a shit. And it's not means that they're disgruntled. It doesn't mean that they're, they're, 
pissed off or mad at the world or anything. They're not even walking around with a chip on their shoulder. It's, it's just the opinions of others doesn't matter. And when you can turn off that noise, and it, it's an amazing thing because people are so self-conscious. You know, and, and the fastest way to understand somebody's self-conscious is watch how quick they flip-flop their mindsets. So you can be talking about any topic in the world, and it, it can be podcasting just to keep it safe. And having a conversation about, you know, podcasting is, I think, one of the greatest assets every business should have deployed, either getting on or hosting their own show in their business. And if I came out the gate and said that, and then somebody else immediately came in and said, well, yeah, but podcasting doesn't do X. And I immediately changed my thought to whatever they just said. I just threw my own opinion out the window and went after that because I was more worried that they would think I was an idiot because I changed my thoughts to theirs. You've got me laughing at myself right now because of the bound or because of the bartering thing earlier. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it. But I wasn't trying to flip-flop. I just realized that I was, you know, I set myself up for, well, okay. That was not a fart. That was my chair. You know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, two things with, with my seven figure clients. One, don't sweat the small things. Yep. When there's a typo in an email, who the hell cares? Right. Like, and I've put a PS in all my emails and it's cut so much drama out of my inbox. I I have a PS in my marketing automation that says, please pardon typos. You know, I'm more worried about content than I am about perfection. And I don't get responses about typos and grammar mistakes anymore. Or if I do, they're just so rude anyway that I have no problem immediately just deleting them from my list. And the number two thing I can't remember anymore. I had a brain fart. (laughs) No, it's all right. You know, one thing I want to come back to about the flip-flopping the mindset, I use podcasting as an example, but this usually comes into play when you talk about things you're not supposed to talk about in business, like politics, religion, uh, personal opinions. Those That's when you'll see it the most, is, is when somebody goes into a conversation and they have a very hardcore belief, and then somebody else comes in with a belief that's not completely opposite of theirs, but different than theirs, and then they don't hold true to their own beliefs. Right, that's when you'll see the flip flop. Doesn't mean that there's not good advice and opinions and things out there, and it's okay to change your mind if something makes sense. You just got to make sure that when you're changing your mind, if something makes sense, that it aligns with your vision, it aligns with your beliefs. Don't do it because you want that person to like you. I love that. I did not share any of my religious beliefs until I I started having confidence in myself. I realized, why am I not sharing? Because I'm afraid of what other people are going to think. Well, that's stupid. Actually, one of my my coaches brought that up. And maybe I did flip-flop in that moment, but as I grew and outgrew him, I realized, oh my gosh, that's so right. I I just want to say one other thing I shared with you before. I was over here laughing when you said they just don't give a shit. I mean, I got a I shared with you that I got a death threat yesterday. Mm. And I it's not funny, but it is funny. I mean that's, right. some people are gonna be listening and they'll be like, like What are oh you God. talking about? Are you crazy? <laughs> I mean, it's What are you gonna do, people, right? Sick people who aren't make getting to their own level and and I'm 
I know that's going to sound really mean, but if you have nothing better to do than come up with really disgusting threats that you can send to people with a cloaked IP address and a fake email, then you then you're sick and you need a new life. And right. it's just fueling me to take it to the next level. Agreed. Agreed. You know, what I've learned on this journey is a couple of things I know for sure. One, the guy who started my business, me, is not the same guy that's sitting here talking to you, right? I've had to evolve. I've had to become a newer version of myself and level up. And I've learned more about myself on this journey than any other thing I've done in my life. Going back to not putting your authentic foot out there, for years, I didn't tell people I was raised on a farm. I wouldn't tell them I was a country boy. Um, I didn't tell them, you know, that, that I was grown in a blue collar family. I was successful sales guy. And so what I've learned now running my business is people hear about the farm all the time. They hear about my goats, my chickens, my ducks, right? They, they hear about, you know, my blue jean wearing life and, and everything else, you know, in corporate America, I didn't cuss. You know, which was very, very hard for me because in my household, walking past each other and shooting a bird and tell each other to kiss your ass, that's hello, <laughs> you know. Um, and, and what I've found for me is the more authentic and real I've been with the, the fans of my show, the, the champions in the group, and, and people out in the real world and not trying to cover up and be somebody else, the more success I've found in my business, the more success I've found in life, and the more happy I've been because, as, as I heard a gentleman on stage say at one time, there's no path to happiness. Happiness is the way. And, and, and it's, it's, you're not going to find anything you're looking for in your life by being somebody else. Let your hair down. Be your damn self. And, and do it again. Because I promise, the more fucking weird you are, the more fucking weird people are going to show up and say hello in your life. And they're going to be just like you that want to hang out. And I taught this in sales training. You want sales to be really, really easy. Quit trying to sell people who are never going to fucking like you. Go find your people and sell to them. And I always use the example of a guy that was coming through my classes was selling life insurance. One of the toughest sales in the world because nobody gives a shit. And, and, He's like, Donnie, I'm failing. I can't take care of my family. And I just asked him, I said, dude, what'd you do growing up? What was that thing you did that was just a blast? And he's like, I race go-karts. And I said, what do you mean race go-karts? And he said, yeah, I professionally race go-karts. I'm like, I didn't know that was a thing. He goes, yeah, these things go like 80, 90 miles an hour. I'm like, holy crap, it's a go-kart. And I said, when's the last time you've been to the track? He goes, ah, oh, it's been years. I said, you know, racing go-karts is pretty dangerous. And he goes, yeah, it really is. And I said, well, you know, I, I can't imagine that anybody on the racetrack would ever need life insurance. And he looked at me and goes, Donnie, you're a prick. Wow. <laughs> and so he did. He ended up going out, hanging out the track. He's now a, a, a racer, a driver out there, not a racer, a driver out there. And his business is doing freaking gangbusters. Please tell me he sponsors his own go-kart. Actually, he has sponsors. Uh, now that are paying him to to do it, he makes more money from the sponsorships, but he keeps the life insurance business because he now he owns a whole branch. Um, uh, but the whole point of it is is go find your people 
and just have conversations. So whatever you geek out on, if it's gaming, go hang out with gamers. If it's food, go hang out with foodies. If it's alcohol, go hang out with alcoholics. No, don't do that. Um, if it's, you know, whatever your thing alcoholic is. Alcoholic gamers, sign me up. <laughs> right? <laughs> but whatever it is, go go find your people and geek out together and, and watch what happens. Be your authentic weird ass self and and you're gonna be amazed how much transformation impact it has, you know, on your life and your business. I just need to put this out there. Yesterday I was ha- in having a conversation with a great friend who I believe you probably know, Richie Ote. Mm-hmm. And he I don't know how it had never come up in conversation before, but he asked what my husband does. And I told him my husband's a video game designer. And he asked me, we started talking about games and I'm going to throw Richie under the bus right now. And he says, you know, my dream is that I get my products and my programs running so sustainably and making regular income. So I won't feel guilty if I play a couple hours a day with my kids. Like, oh my gosh, you have no idea. Like I feel the same way because, and I know this is a complete detour here, but I feel I was a gamer when I met my husband, but well, I feel he, guilty for taking that time right now. Well, because I'm Here's the answer. Here's the answer. I mean, the, 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 I love this because this is real and I hope everybody listening hears me right now. Go start a freaking Twitch channel and talk about what you do while you're gaming. If that is where you are at your best and you want to hang out with your kids, friggin' go start something, play games with your kids, sponsor it by your business. Oh my gosh. I never even thought about that. I mean, I, this is a first time confession on this podcast. I am addicted to ARC where you tame and breed dinosaurs. (laughs) Never heard of that game. I've had to move my PC off my desk because if I happen to see a little icon, I'll launch it. And next thing I know, I'm like raising a giga, which takes literally two weeks of human time, like here in real life. <laughs> I mean, you it's like raising a baby. You have to stay up all night to make sure the damn thing doesn't die. Well, so well, with this game, schedule the damn thing uh-huh. and say, now I'm going to do a Twitch hour. So for the next hour in my business, I'm going to go live on Twitch. And for anybody who doesn't know what Twitch is, it's a live streaming gaming thing. So people can actually watch you play games. I know that sounds silly and crazy as hell, but people really, 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 really get into it to the tunes of millions of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and But do an hour on a Twitch channel. And, and it does two things. One, it allows you to go game. Two, you can bring your kids along for the ride. Cool. Um, but three, you lose the guilt feeling because now you're doing it to help grow your business and having fun at the same damn time. I'm trying to figure out how I can work marketing automation and dinosaur breeding into one conversation. <laughs> uh, you just did actually. <laughs> right. But, but that's, that's the thing is the employee mindset goes, that's wrong. It's bad. I shouldn't be gaming during work time. The entrepreneur goes, how do I look at that and turn that into a a revenue stream for my business? Mm. Right? That's the flip. That's that switch that people have got to make. You know, podcasting was not something I thought I could make money at. Right? It was a way for me to do networking. And that's one of the big reasons I started it because I realized how many people I was meeting by going and guesting on shows. So I wanted to start my own show so I could you know, leverage it from a networking standpoint. 
But I had a little bit of guilt when I first launched it because I wasn't making any money at it. And I thought, is this a hobby or is it really a portion of my business? I had to flip the script and go, okay, now I've got to make money with it. And as soon as I did that, I went and picked up my first sponsor, um, you know, which covered all my hard cost, mm. you know, for the show. And, you know, so it's, it's looking at it and don't look at anything you're doing in your business and going, okay, I shouldn't be doing that. Fuck that. You're a business owner. There is no rules right? This is your baby. This is your business. Just figure out, can I put a revenue, put a line item to it, right? Can I run a gaming channel and run a banner ad for my own show? I mean, whatever it is, figure out how to put a line item to it. You know, I've monetized the farm because I talk about it all the time, especially in my Facebook group. And you'll see pictures of my farm animals, especially if we have a new baby on the farm of any sort, you know, you're going to see pictures up there and, and, that just brings people closer to me because they're getting to see me, my weird ass self and my hair down, you know? Oh. So, so turn it into a revenue stream. Well, the thing is that my business is trying to help people get the systems and support set up so they can have time for the self care, you know, and their family. So going even back to your, your opt-in that you have about, you know, how to spend time with your family without thinking about your business. Forgive me. I forgot about the real name. I mean, that was pretty damn close. So we'll go with it. Okay, my six-year-old daughter wanted, she begged me to play Minecraft with her last night. I'm only two days into Minecraft. I've only ever played it yesterday and the day before. And she asked me if I can play again with her tonight. And, oh my gosh, I'm loving this. I think it needs to wait until I get some other things done, but I love of it. Of course. Yeah. Well, but that, that's, that's a business owner decision, right? Yep. Is, is, okay, this is something I want to implement, right? Mm-hmm. Makes sense to implement, doesn't make sense at the moment. What do I need to get done so I can make that happen? Right Absolutely. now it's, it's, this is aligning with the vision of your business. My six-year-old is also going to be pretty angry with me because she's been wanting to start her own YouTube channel. And when she finds out that mom's a Twitch streamer, she's going to want to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, let her start a YouTube channel. Just monitor it. Ryan's toys, just not Ryan. It's will be the name of my kid. Nice. This has been absolutely amazing. I would love if you could please repeat, you know, just because listeners can use repeats and name of your podcast, the Facebook group where people can find you online and all that great stuff. Yeah. So the name of the podcast is success champions. You can see, find that wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, do me a favor though, find Kim show and go leave her a review guys. You don't understand that, that leaving a comment and a review is gold for podcasters. So go find her show and literally leave her a comment about an episode or the show as a whole, and then, and then share it with just one friend for her, because the more people that she can touch with this content and this knowledge is just, it can tremendously helps not only her business, her family, but allows her to bring in cool, fun guests to you guys get to hear all these fun stories and stuff. So help her out with that. Um, then, you know, come find my Facebook group. Easiest way to do that. Just go to Facebook, type in the word success champion, click on groups. It'll be the first one that pops up. Um, come hang out there. A lot of fun things. We're every Friday we do the champions happy hour. I will sit down with a glass of rum. Sometimes I'm interviewing guests, but a lot of times it's me going solo talking on different stories. Sometimes they call them Donnie rants and we'll get, you know, quite a few people in there having a fun conversation. My family pops in from time to time, gives me a hard time, which is great. Um, you know, website, Donnie 
you know, social media handles, Donnie, uh, dot bovine on Instagram, Donnie bovine on Twitter, all that stuff. But really, you know, come say hello, come say hi. And, and if you want, um, some free stuff, I'll send, you know, Kim over my link tree stuff. And there's a ton of things on there. There's how to become a guest on podcasts. There's, you know, time management tools. There's just a ton of things that, that we give away. And then, you know, by the time this airs, Kim, my magazine will be out. So success champions magazine, um, will be able, we'll be featuring, um, small business owners that are really, you know, championing their life and their business. So it's going to be focused on how, you know, specifically small business owners and, and it's going to be tech articles, social media articles, you know, uh, outsourcing articles, all things that they can need and apply in their business. And what's cool is this is all, you know, they're, every contributor is a champion in the group. So um, this has been a lot of fun to put together. So I'll make sure I get that over to you. Fabulous. Well, listeners, if you're driving, if you're trying not to burn dinner or don't want to fall off the elliptical, go to thekimsutton.com forward slash PP616 and you will find all the fabulous links right there. Donnie, again, thank you so much. You've, I mean, every conversation with you is absolutely amazing. Listeners, again, please go to thekimsutton.com forward slash PP616. Leave a comment down below. And Donnie, thank you for telling listeners to go leave a comment and rating and review on my podcast, but I want you to do the same for Donnie. So go to success champions and do the same for him. Donnie, Thank you, Karen. Oh, you're so welcome. Do you have one parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you can leave us with to end the show? So I always start off every speech in front of a room. The first thing that I will walk out on stage and say, where are my badasses at? Second thing I will say is I'm a former United States Marine. So, you know, I'm going to cuss. I end every speech with simply this life's too short. Go blow some shit up, right? Do not play it safe. Do not play it simple. Go unleash and let your badass flag fly because inside each and every one of you is a badass trying to get out. Let them fucking go because the more you go for it, the more you're going to inspire everybody else around you to go for it. And remember you are the flame for somebody else unleash that inner badass and just explode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level. 